Good morning. Um, this morning we're going to spend a, a little time together with Jesus' thoughts about worry and anxiety. Um, I'm going to ask Kristen to read the passage for us. We're going to have a lot of active listening this morning. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow and thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. What's a little different about this morning is that um, we're going to do a little reflecting together with one another about anxiety and worry in our own lives. And then we're going to spend some time together um, engaging um, a contemplative practice, Lectio Divina, which for those who have come to the Vespers service or who have participated in either shaping the communion rhythms groups or participating in the communion rhythms groups, um, Lectio Divina is something that we've done together quite a lot, and we want to share that with you this morning. Um, this week, I spent a lot of time like noticing anxiety and worry because I was spending a lot of time in the car uh, for jury duty, like trying to get to downtown LA, to the Superior Court. Um, Google Maps took three different routes each day so far. Um, but there's the anxiety. I noticed like needing to breathe because I was anxious about being on time because it's a serious thing if you're not there when court starts. Um, I was noticing myself worrying about that little, little thing and needing to calm down in the midst of driving to get there on time and find parking. Um, I was also noticing um, our national worry. You know, by the third day, I was able to actually listen to the radio because I felt like I know where the parking lot is. I can get there even if Google's taking me a different way. Um, so I was flipping back and forth between... National Public Radio and an AM talk radio station to get the the breadth of anxiety about um, national health care, um, what did and didn't happen this week, and the dialogue. Um, it's been a, a worrisome uh, period of time and pretty intense in the last, for me personally, in the last four months, I've noticed like high anxiety. Um, also, with jury duty. Um, you get an up-close-and-personal look at people's personal anxieties because you have the reasons for which you can legitimately be excused from jury duty. 
Um, but a lot of those reasons have to be said in the jury box now in front of a judge because the judge is the one making the decision about whether or not someone's going to be excused. And I heard, you know, anxieties about uh, paying rent, making the mortgage payment, um, about picking up children on time, about um, elder care, people responsible for their elderly um, parents who don't have other alternatives. Heard about... Um, you know, single folks who are the sole income for themselves and independent business owners, people struggling. And thankfully, were excused from jury duty because it's an inconvenience, but it's a serious matter for a lot of folks. And we get to hear um, some of the circumstances in people's lives just um, that are our normal, just the normal ones. So I felt like, whew, um, jury duty. And then we've got the trial itself, which is another whole thing. Um, so we're anxious. We're often anxious. Uh, I'd like to be less anxious than I am, but we're often anxious, and it seems like for good reason, um, and maybe not. But we want to spend a little bit of time now just in small groups, so we can turn. We're going to take the next five minutes or so, just like naming some of those worries and anxieties um, that are present in our, for us because of what's going on in the political system. Um, what's going on with our neighbors, what's going on in our own lives. So we're going to pause and do that. All right. So what are you hearing from one another? What are some of the anxieties um, and worries that we're, we're walking with these days? here, Sarah? Being a good steward of time, talent, and energy. <coughs> Austin? Uh, like, just the general unpredictability of life and having to figure out all the things that could happen. Yeah. Yes. Kristen? Health, location, employment, general insecurity. Consumption of the earth. Any others? Megan. Comments. 
complex family situations that cause anxiety and that we're not alone in that. Guilt about anxiety. Okay. Well, we are going to spend some time listening together um, to this passage uh, to see what God might have to say to us today. And Heidi's going to lead us in that. Can you hear me? Wow. So feel free to get comfortable. Um, This is a prayer. There's a significant amount of silent time in this prayer, so get comfortable in your chair. Feel free to close your eyes, whatever is comfortable for you. But we're going to do Lectio Divina together. So if you aren't familiar, Lectio Divina is a sacred reading. It's an ancient Christian practice dating back to the Middle Ages that describes a way of reading scripture where we listen attentively to the passage in order to open ourselves to what God might want to say to us. The practice involves repeated listening and silence, trusting that God will meet us there. Prayer means to open yourself, allow yourself to be taken in by the words and be drawn towards the word, Jesus Christ. So as we read the scripture for the first time, hear the word. Listen for a word or phrase that seems given to you. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom, and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. As we read the scripture the second time, how is your life touched? Ponder how this passage touches your life So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. As we read the scripture one last time, listen for an invitation. Reflect on how this passage seems to be inviting you to be or 
um, over the next few days. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. As we come out of silence, would anybody like to share their word that was given to them, to you, your, an invitation you may have received, or how this passage touched your life? Freedom. Hmm? Yes, freedom from anxiety, worry. Anything else? He said a call to be present today instead of worrying about tomorrow, but being passionately involved with now, the now. Yes, Chad said he's really grateful for the unit of a day, which causes us to go to sleep, start over, and rest. And right, so, yeah, yes. 
Any other thoughts? We'll just hold the space until the children are all here and practice Eucharist together. So Lecti that practice of Lectio Divina is one of the practices we um, do together in our Vespers services and our communion rhythms groups. We um, practice, I love practicing silence together in community. I think it's something that's not done very often and to hold silence can be uncomfortable for a lot of people, but that um, it's actually so beautiful to just hold that silence um, and hear God's word speak through without words of a human. Um, so we, if you are interested in praying together more in ways like that, Vesper services are, I think they're about four times a year now. <laughs> um, and we also have, we're finishing up some communion rhythms groups, but uh, we will hopefully start some again soon where we do a lot of those prayer practices continually together. Um, so, yes, still no godly play, huh? Okay. Um, let's start um, the, uh, I'm going to start reading, uh, talking a little bit about Eucharist, and hopefully godly play will be here to join us soon. Um, so God, um, God, send your Holy Spirit upon Mount Said Communion and make us faithful disciples. And with your same spirit, anoint these gifts of bread and wine, um, that they may be for us the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, who at supper with his disciples took bread, gave thanks, broke the bread, and gave it to them. Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup. And he gave thanks, and he gave it to his disciples, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Great is the mystery of faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Why don't we say that together? Christ has died, Christ is risen, and Christ will come again.